Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. And guess what? We have an online party spot. (laughs) Okay. Really, it's just a Facebook private group, but it sounds better (laughs) to say we have an online party spot. It sounds better. It's it's better for marketing that way. (laughs) It is. So if you're on Facebook, just go over and look for the Daily Bible Podcast under groups. We would love to have you come party about the Bible with us. Yes, most definitely. And also, you know, when you're listening to the podcast, would you just go and um, leave a five-star review for us or a four-star review, although we, we would rather have a five-star review, but just leave a review. It just helps with the algorithms and all of that kind of stuff so that people can find us. Because what we're hoping is that um, starting next year, that more people would be able to find Daily Bible mm-hmm. Podcasts and be encouraged uh, to just well, maybe you too. I don't know. But to be encouraged to read through the Bible in a year and maybe even continue reading through the Bible. So go and um, leave us leave us a comment, you know, leave us some stars, do that today. Okay, so today we are reading Acts 6, Acts 7, and the first verse of Acts 8. And so yesterday we saw how God was working among his people. They were one in the spirit. They were unified. They were sharing their possessions. They were giving to the poor among them. And it felt a little bit like the Jesus movement, particularly the Keith Green days. Like Mm -hmm. anybody else read his biography in just a matter of hours? I I don't, I, I still. I still look back at that biography and um, and reading through his life and going, oh my goodness, like God was doing some amazing things. I did love the movie, The Jesus Revolution, though. I have not. Oh, seen that it's yet. so good. Is it? Yeah, it's really okay. good. Okay, okay, I'll I'll go I'll go look for that. Anyway, there is a rumbling in the camp of believers back in back in the apostles' day, back in Acts, the Greeks. The Greeks were fighting against the Hebrews over food rations for the widows. And here's also the thing we need to remember here is that when God is doing amazing things, like where God is working, Mm -hmm. Satan is going to be hard at work. And so he knew that, I mean, these believers, they were multiplying, you know, every day there was more believers and more believers. So, you know, Satan's going to be doing something. And if he can start an infighting, you know, if he could start the crowd infighting, he's happy. So Satan's at work. And of course, we know that caring for the widows and orphans was very important in the Jewish culture. So there is a thought that maybe the Jewish leaders fell down on their job because they were upset that the apostles continued to preach Jesus when they were told not to. Now, that is just a thought. We did not see that in um, in the text. That was just a thought that's been thrown out there by a few commentators. But so the apostles... So the apostles decide they need to appoint seven men to oversee food distribution. And Stephen being the first one named. And we see in the text that Stephen was a man full of faith and Holy Spirit. Okay, I've got to say that 
I'm like feeling like the dunce right now because I have been to a few churches that have had Stephen Ministries or who have started Stephen Ministries, and I had no idea till now, like Stephen Ministries, Stephen was the first one named for for this food distribution, for serving. I haven't even heard that term before. So yeah, I I haven't heard it called that before. So that's really cool. Yeah. I I just, all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, those are the servants (laughs) that go and care for the body of believers. Like, oh, anyway, all that to say service is important. So, and this is happening as, as this is happening, God's message continues to spread and the number of believers continues to grow. Even some Jewish priests were converted. So not all of the leaders of course, had hard hearts. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're seeing even some of them were, were converted. And then one day, some men, Jews from surrounding provinces, started a debate or a dispute with Stephen. And Stephen had performed miracles and signs, and they were just jealous. Again, the infighting, like Satan mm-hmm. is at work. And they brought some other men to lie about Stephen, rousing the people elders and teachers of religious law. So Stephen was arrested and he was brought before the high council. Now notice here that the lying witness said that Stephen said Jesus was planning to change the customs Moses had had and had handed down. Customs. We've talked about yeah. traditions. We've talked about this before that God wants our hearts, not how we can keep the rules and th- the traditions. He wants our hearts. But these people are more concerned about the rules, the mm-hmm. customs, the traditions. And several commentators imply or directly state that the thrust of Stephen's message that Jesus supersedes the temple and its localized worship was a doctrine that the apostles themselves must have shied away from proclaiming. This is unwarranted speculation. The demonstrated boldness of the apostles is undeniable proof that they withheld no truth from fear and that it might be too controversial or too dangerous. They were just going to do what God told them to do without concern of what those religious leaders thought. I, I just, I mean, just to sit and think through the danger of all of that, to even call that time dangerous, like, it was dangerous. It was dangerous. I don't think that as I've read Acts before, I knew it was, you know, there things weren't good. I knew it was hard, but like, it was dangerous. It was too controversial. It was dangerous. As we see in the next chapter, because mm. it's a very long chapter, but Stephen, who again was serving one of the early disciples serving people, um, he was brought before those Sanhedrin and he's accused of speaking against the temple and the law of Moses. Again, there are customs that he, they accuse him of speaking against. And in his defense, Stephen delivers this powerful speech that recounts the history of Israel. And I don't know, Michelle, when I was going through it, I'm like, I remember that. And then the next part, like, oh yeah, I remember that too. And so he's talking about how God just worked through the nation of Israel. Um, and it, it was fun. I'm like, oh yeah, I like that part. But as Stephen finished sharing Israel's story, his speech culminates with a bold accusation against the religious leaders, stating that they have consistently rejected God's Holy Spirit and betrayed the righteous one, referring to Jesus. And, uh, you know, he's like, like, 
this is how God showed up and this is what happened. And it says, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. Mm. Um, so, you know, cause remember they killed the prophets, yep. like, well, they're killing the prophets. So now, and now you're doing the very thing is what he's like, basically pointing a finger at them. Like you're doing all this. I love this quote from EnduringWord.com. One can imagine the angry whispering among the Sanhedrin as Stephen's history lesson began to make sense. Why is he going <laughs> through this history? Um, Stephen saw this and knew they were rejecting again the one God sent just mm. as before. So Stephen points out how all the religious leaders turned on God's prophets, but now is hitting home. Basically, he's saying, guys, history is repeating itself and you're the ones messing up this mm. time. Ouch. Mm -hmm. Like he was very bold. Yes. This really makes the religious leaders mad. And they mm -hmm. drag Stephen outside the city and stone him to mm -hmm. death. I mean, that's mad. And talk about dangerous. Yeah. The leaders are so mad that they commit murder. The ones that are mad that he's not sticking to their laws, they murder him. And as he's being stoned, Stephen prays for forgiveness for his persecutors and sees a vision of heaven with Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he tells them that, that he sees Jesus standing there by God. And that really made them mad. And so Stephen became the first Christian martyr, the first one killed for sharing the gospel of Jesus. And so following this, a great persecution arises against the early Christians in Jerusalem. And then Saul, later known as Paul, is mentioned as one of the chief instigators of this persecution. And as a result, many believers are scattered through Judea and Samaria while the apostles remain in Jerusalem. Because remember, it says, what did Jesus say? Go into the world and make disciples in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria. They're getting mm -hmm. spread out, but not getting spread out like, hey, guys, we're going to go into Judea and Samaria and share right. the gospel. They're getting spread out because they're getting targeted mm -hmm. and there's a martyr and they're, they're running for their lives. I don't think that's how they probably pictured they would be going out. No, no. I mean... <laughs> I think they probably pictured like, oh, yeah, we'll get to, you know, be with our friends and we'll share and we'll preach Christ and people will come to know him and be freed from their sins and life will be a happy party. But would they have gone out? You know, they were like their happy little group and feeding the widows and yeah, that's communing true. together. You know, one thing I that just... Oh, you know what? I'm going to save I'm going to save this thought for after the break when we discuss the word of the day. So, um, yeah, I've got a really good thought here and if you want to hear it, why don't you just stick around? We've got a break coming up. We need to hear from our sponsor and then we'll be back. Stay tuned. Well, Michelle, I want to say the word of the day, but I want to hear what your thought is. Should I share the word first? And you yeah, share, share the thought? word okay, first. Okay, share the word first. Then I'll turn it over to you. Okay. I want to hear. All right. So the word of the day is martyr, a person who is killed because of their religious beliefs. Hmm. Okay. Well, you're going to have to go and explain that more, and then I'll I'll piggyback on it. Don't worry. I We're still, still waiting. Have my thought. <laughs> I still have my thought, and it's a pretty good thought. Right, write it down because do not okay. lose that. Okay. okay. Okay, so Stephen was chosen to serve tables. Remember, he was like the Stephen's ministry. We talked about all that. Um, he was what 
you would call a behind the scenes man. <laughs> so he was the one feeding people. Um, he was the testimony of selfless service and unwavering commitment to the gospel. So his dedication to Christ ultimately led him to becoming the first Christian martyr, which was the first one killed because of his beliefs. And his story reminds us that our service to others and our faith in Christ should be inseparable. He was sharing Christ as he was feeding people. And when we serve with a heart full of love and humility, we shine a light that cannot be extinguished. So Stephen boldly confronted the religious leaders with the truth of God's redemptive plan through history. Even though it meant facing danger and hostility, he fearlessly proclaimed the message of Christ's salvation. So Stephen's example challenges us to speak truth and love even when it's uncomfortable or unpopular, we are called to be unashamed witnesses of Jesus, just as Stephen was. You know, okay, so here's here's where I what I was thinking beforehand, and just as as I continue to ponder it while you were talking about Stephen's life, and um, and just that he was he was this martyr, but it took one day for us to read about his life and share about his life. Mm-hmm. Like one day, that means that he in the scriptures didn't have this, this long story. Mm-hmm. It was a short story. And yet this man's life and what he stood for and how he was bold had ripple effects mm-hmm. around the kingdom. Because I don't know that I had really grasped just how short his story was mm-hmm. um, until I read it this time, this year, because I've just heard about Stephen. I've heard that he was just this, that like his personality was bold and big, but he was this man who served behind the scenes. Like you just said, he did incredible things, but he was, he was also someone who stood up for what was right and wrong. He st- took a stand for Jesus and, and he lost his life and it was a short, short story, but had incredible ripple effects. And it just got me to thinking just of how our stories, some of some of us may feel like our story is, there's no, con- I mean, like no one wants to know our story. It's just mm-hmm. the small little story. And yet I can pretty much guarantee that your story probably has ripple effects into the kingdom. And it may not be, your story may not be as widely known as Stephen's story, but your story has ripple effects. It could be in your family, could be in your neighborhood or community. It could be in your Christian community, your church, but your story has ripple effects. People are watching. People are watching Stephen. People are watching you. And, um, and so anyway, um, I think I'm, I, I'm just in awe right now that Stephen's life again, was such a small story, mm-hmm. a short, I shouldn't say small, it was a short story in what we read, and yet his life was so big and impactful. Yeah, and I think sometimes people just say, oh, I'm just the behind the scenes person, like just, right. I'm just, so I'm thinking of Miss Betty, who when our little, our older kids were growing up, she was uh, Corey's um, first grade Sunday school teacher, she was Leslie's first grade Sunday school teacher. Mm. She was Nathan's first grade mm. Sunday school teacher. Miss Betty taught first grade in Sunday school for that church for 30 years. So everyone that went through there wow. and she was just the sweetest lady and she was so oh. faithful. And that foundation of the kids when they're just learning the Bible and everything's new faithfully for 30 years, she showed up 
and was a Sunday school teacher that's behind the scenes. And she was just showing the love of God. And she would just say like, I'm just a behind the scenes. She's just sitting down with six year olds. And yeah, there's no just when in the kingdom of God, it wasn't, he was just serving tables. He was just feeding people. No, he was doing what God asked him to do. And when, Obviously, he was doing amazing things because they called him out for and and arrested him. And it just reminds us that this martyrdom is the beginning of the great persecution against the church. And the disciples were scattered through Judea and Samaria. So while this may seem like a setback, it actually became the catalyst for spreading the gospel like we were talking about. This persecution led to disciples preaching the word wherever they went. So what does this show us? Even in adversity, God can use us to advance the kingdom. Or sometimes adversity happens, so we will kind of get out there. Uh, We should not be discouraged by challenges, but instead see them as opportunities to proclaim Christ boldly, our word of the day yesterday, and live lives that are fully dedicated to Christ, whether it seems like it's behind the scenes or not, to proclaim his message boldly and serve others with selfless love. And when we do this, we become testimonies of God's grace and power, even in the face of persecution or difficulty. You know, I'm thinking about the underground church, and for and there might be somebody out there who does not um, understand what the underground church is, but that is that is in countries the underground church is, is usually a church of believers um, that meets um, behind closed doors mm-hmm. because they live in a country where it is against the law. It's against the government to actually be a Christian. And these underground churches are usually thriving, mm-hmm. like thriving. And the believers there are strong. And it's because of that adversity that God is, just works among people. For mm-hmm. some reason, in some way, the adversity, I mean, it's almost like pressure makes a diamond, you know, pressure takes a coal, mm-hmm. a piece of coal and turns it into a diamond. And we see that so much. Um, we saw that we've seen that in scripture and we see that just coming alive today. Um, just as, you know, that, that first, that first verse of, of chapter eight in Acts where, you know, people are coming to know God. It doesn't, it might seem like they had this big setback because Stephen was killed, because Jesus was killed, because they're always um, being taken into trial and to the court and jail. But actually, God is using this to advance his kingdom in big ways. Amazing. Amazing that it, as hard as it is, that's where that's where people see God in us. When they see us in the midst of adversity— standing strong for the gospel, that's when they want to know more about it because they face adversity too. Yeah. So, Michelle, would you pray for us? Oh, Father, we just come before you today and we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are working in our lives. We thank you that you are showing us more of you and more of your heart. We thank you for the story of Stephen and um, Father, for just who he was and how he served you wholeheartedly, how he served you behind the scenes, and yet how when he was asked, he was not ashamed to say that you are alive, you are his king, and that you are his Lord of lords. And um, because of that, willingly went to his death. And Father, I just pray that 
as we um, contemplate the story, as we go about our day, Father, that we would just see you high and lifted up, that we would not be ashamed to call you our Savior, that we would be bold in um, how we we um, how we have conversations with other people. Um, just God, I, I pray that this short story of Stephen would not just have ripple effects on on the early church, but have ripple effects in our mm-hmm. lives, that our lives would have ripple effects on others. Mm-hmm. Father, help us live boldly for you. Help us to live boldly for the gospel. And Father, may we see you cl- more clearly today than we did yesterday. We love you, Father. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly Bible reading schedule that we are following. So tomorrow, we are reading just two chapters, chapter uh, Acts 8 and Acts 9. And you're listening to the Daily Bible Podcast because of our partnership with Life Audio. You need to check out lifeaudio.com today to see other great Christian podcasts that are waiting for you. New ones are added each month. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.